Hi, this is Brian Krylowitz. I'm the Director of University Counseling Services, and you're tuning in again for our weekly, or used to be weekly podcast series. We had a couple delays because of other factors, but I'm glad you're tuning in again for our weekly podcast series. Uh, this is designed to kind of give some uh, general information about uh, mental health to our students. I'm joined here again by Eric Nielsen, who is uh, my collaborator and partner in crime here with our podcast. Um, and we are here to kind of talk today a little bit about uh, something that we've been seeing a little bit more at the Counseling Center, um, uh, where people are very concerned, not about themselves as much, but really concerned about a friend or a significant other or a family member, and and they're wanting a lot of information of what can I do to help this person out. And so let me turn this on over to Eric, and we'll kind of go from there. So things that I've experienced when friends or loved ones are in kind of mental and like depression, stress, Mm -hmm. and distress is um, a large factor is just being there for them and you might not be able to help them out per se, like individually help them with their specific problem, but you can always just be there for them, talk with them, because a large part of stress is just relieving it through talking and taking your mind off of it. And have you noticed anything such as any outside source that can help besides counseling? Well, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think you described something really early that was really good, which is that, you know, just being there is oftentimes what's being required. And I think what, what I think what Truman students have are Truman students tend to be achievers. They tend to be people that like to get things done, knock things off the list. And when someone comes to you with, with a fairly impossible problem, I mean, it's, it's hard enough when someone's anxious or depressed themselves right. how to solve it, let alone when you have a friend who you're worried about who's coming to you and you don't know what to do. You know, um, I always, I always kind of make a joke with people. Now you know it's like to be a therapist because you know you don't have much control over the situation so there's a lot of things i mean but a lot of what it requires is why people change and a lot of times it's really important to get a sense of what people are at most times people are coming to you complaining about something they're not really wanting to change they'd like it to be changed but they don't want to do what's required so counseling is an option but a lot of times you know what requires is people just making a, a choice in their life doing the hard things to do that they don't want to give up something. They're in a bad relationship. They really don't like where their their living situation is. These things require a lot of effort and energy. So, it, you know, there's a lot more that can be truly done as a person. But the person is coming to you for a reason because they mm-hmm. trust you with what's going on. Um, but I think the challenge is, and I'll be curious of you know, I'm, we've all had this happen. Yeah. Where a friend comes to us, we usually are very open the first time. A friend's like, you know what, I'm really really sad, and we talk to them. We feel pretty good that time. Mm-hmm. Then they come back the next time and they say the same thing. And then they come back the next time. And then they come back the next time. And that's where we our empathy tends to run out. Yeah. You know, if someone comes to us the first time, like, man, I really don't like my classes, and we talk about it, and they you go, yeah, I really changed it. I really thought differently about it, and everything's better. We feel great as friends. Mm-hmm. But when they come back with, my class sucks, my class sucks, my class sucks. And you're in the 10th week of school, of school yeah, 11th week yeah. of school. At some point, you're like... You, I don't know what to tell you anymore. And so, so what? So when what, what happens? Like for your sake, when you like you think of friends, when your empathy just is really running low in their situation, we're like, stop coming to me about yeah. the same. The conversation never changes, and they don't seem to follow the advice that you're giving. Well, a large part of it for me is just having the patience and showing that the person that you're there for them. If things do go south, things do go sour, and if things get bad, you just have to be there for them, and maybe tell them in a you know positive way to go seek um, maybe a, a higher source of yeah. help r- rather than just two friends talking, someone who's actually acquainted with yeah. your problems and someone that knows what exactly you're going through. And 
can help you individually with what ails you. And I always remind people that when people choose, if I if I had problems and I went to you, Eric, and I said, you know, here's what's going on in my life, I've chosen you for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, I, usually people don't randomly select people their lives. They tend to, I mean, there's occasion when someone breaks down in a hallway and someone yeah. walks by and is like, what's up? And they will over, you know, will kind of go that direction. But most of the time they're choosing you. And I'm probably, if I, if, you know, if I know you're a person of like, you're going to give me concrete advice, then that's probably what I'm choosing you for. If mm-hmm. you're a person that just is an empathetic person that wants to listen in terms of this, that's something they can trust. Yeah, and a lot of times people are going just to vent, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of times there's not solutions. What I, I really historically have found, especially here at Truman, that the people want to find solutions. And a lot of times, if people are like, you know, you know, I don't like my major, I don't like this, they probably don't want to change because that's a pretty simple solution yeah. of what it is. They really just want to. It's always more complicated. It always is, and that yeah. it, you know, it's one of those. It's one of those things. Like, have you ever had a friend that's in a bad relationship? It's always easy to tell them to leave the person, mm-hmm. but if you're in the bad relationship. It's, it's a lot not harder. quite that easy. And so it's always reminding yourself, if I was in their shoes, what's going on type mm-hmm. of thing. And so when I, one of the things I recommend all the time for people, first off, you have two ears and one mouth. Use them accordingly. Yeah. Listen a lot more than give feedback of what's taking place. Um, a lot of times, when uh, you know, if we're having a normal exchange, you and I are talking, we're both kind of, if you're like... Uh, um, kind of diagram out a conversation, it tends to not be very systematic and logical. Yeah. It tends to be almost two conversations that we're kind of intertwining together. And then just kind of Yeah, you're talking about your stuff, I'm talking about my stuff, I yeah. occasionally listen to your stuff, and I tie in my stuff, and we go from there. Mm-hmm. When people are really in trouble, it's more important to have it be almost a one conversation yeah. and listen to what they're saying and not try to jump into and where you're at. about them and not what you're trying to get across. And sometimes it's even good asking, what do you want from me? You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. one of the best things. The one of the best things I've learned as a professional, as a as a manager of people, I try to ask people, "What do you want from me?" Well, you know, you might not want to go about saying it that way. Yeah, but... and that, you know, it depends on how good the friend is. But it's, it's kind of a spot where you know, even ask somebody, "Do you want advice, or you want me to be empathetic? Where, where are you at?" Because sometimes what people want is, "I just want someone to listen to me." Then, okay, yeah. that, that's what I'll do. I mean, it, it doesn't insulting level. It really comes down to because last we want that interjection of, "Well, what you should do is." You know, from a change perspective, they might not be ready to really do behavioral change. Right. They're ready just to kind of vent about it. And we have to get miserable enough to make changes for the most mm-hmm. part. So if someone comes to people in terms of this, um, things to think about really is, are they really at danger? I mean, if they're a point, if someone comes in like, oh, I'm thinking about killing myself, I'm thinking about killing somebody else, well, extreme, that's, that's when you need to get I'm going to blow up some yeah. building, that's really a point where you really have to change. But most time when people are just coming to them is that I really don't like my relationship, I hate my roommates, you know, all, all the typical things that happen yeah. in college. Everyday stresses. Everyday stresses. Um, so it's really essential that, that people really kind of look at um, what do they have to do um, to, to kind of be there for that moment type of quality, and how do they get the person that that will get them to change. That's a really a, a hard thing. So, you know, from, I'm thinking from my own life when I've gone to complain to friends, a lot of times I don't know what I'm really wanting from them. Yeah. You know, I'm just talking, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and sometimes I just want to listen to my own self. I mean, I just want to, and I go, like, what am I talking about? This is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. What am I complaining about here? Um, but really is, you know, any thoughts on where you've seen it, where you, you see kind of a point where um, it becomes really difficult to handle? Because when people come to my office and they say, I'm really stuck with this friend, odds are this is not the first time they've talked to him. Odds are it's like, it's the 10th time they've talked to him and they really feel like, I feel really helpless here. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything about this. So, yeah, something when I felt like that, things that I've done is is I just wanted attention from everyone and sure. just wanted to 
for everyone to see what my problems are kind of selfishly yeah. instead of just focusing on what their problems are, being friends. It was just a one-person thing. It was very, very selfish. Yeah. So something, if you are feeling like that, to keep in mind is what the other person is going through, and it's not just about you. There are other people on this earth, and <laughs> it's... <clears throat> yeah, and if these are serious feelings of depression, always seek professional what? help. Always seek professional help. Um, things will get done much quicker. You'll get much better advice because, you know, professional is what they get paid for. Also, also, I think when you when you know, I I have a privilege of being in my office, and people come in to me. They're oftentimes coming in because they really want to. Ch- they're like, I- I'm here. I better change. And when you go to yeah. a friend, it's more of like, Am I just kind of could change? But yeah, and I, and I think part of this, what I've seen with the friends is that the friends burn out in these situations. Uh-huh. They really get just like, I really care about this person. I know this person's depressed. They're anxious. They're bad fan. Whatever the situation, you can is. only do so much to help them. Though. And they get they because they get so frustrated with they. What do I do? They they just keep coming to me. Yeah. And, and what I always fear is that this person's gonna you're gonna end up losing a friend out of this. Mm-hmm. You know, for the person who's seeking help, you're burning your friends out. For the yeah. person who's trying to offer help. It becomes a point where, like, you want to get to that. You want to. What about me? I'm. I'm tired yeah. of being unselfish and listening to your stuff. I'm really. How do I balance this kind of thing out? So, as a friend, is really to balance yourself out. If you can, if someone comes to you, make sure that person has someone else to talk to, so mm-hmm. you're not the only source they go right. to every time. Yeah, get other people involved in it. Just besides yourself, and I've seen a lot of times, like in, a, in like a, a, a significant other situation, where it'd be a boyfriend, girlfriend, 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 boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever it might be, they they come to that person, and they, you're the only person I can tell this about, and that person feels very trapped. Yeah, you know, they, they're in a spot where having to keep all these secrets. Yeah, keeping the secrets. I don't want to violate any protocol here. Yeah. I don't want to do all this, but. I don't know what to do anymore, and then they feel like I don't want to like distance myself from them because that'll make the situation even worse. Mm-hmm. And they get really just so so trapped. And so when you're in these in these situations, the best thing is to really come at somebody saying, "Listen, I'm feeling overwhelmed." I mean, not you don't have to do it in a mean spirited way of like you know, right. you're overwhelming me, but just to say, you know, I, I want to help. I just don't. I don't know what to offer. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we're doing here. How can I be of more help to you? And having that discussion, what are things that, that we can do to change things so this isn't a permanent situation as best we can? Really engaging with the person coming to you. A lot of times they want to sit there and, and, and absorb what their friend is telling them. But a lot of times it's really important to kind of go back to the friend. It's just counseling techniques of what are we trying to get to? What, what would make your life better? What would improve the situation? Um, and, and just in, in, in challenging that friend. A lot of times they're just, you know, one of those jokes I always have is when, when, does, when does bitching stop? <laughs> I mean, it's you know, when does the yeah. point really go? I mean, I, I think it's, I always remind myself people about, get fed up with themselves and then they just drop and change their whole mood. Yeah, I always remind myself if I complain about five minutes is rumble, I'm done. Yeah. I, you know, then I just laugh at myself. I yeah. go, what am I? Either I'm going to do something about it or or just accept it type mm-hmm. of thing. But when you have a friend that's really struggling, you know, and I've, I've heard recently of like a lot of people talking about, you know, their parents, you know, how their parents are reacting to various things and, and their parents' beliefs. And mm-hmm. now they've come to school and they're really having a hard time. Like, I'm going to go home and be a real different person. I'm really terrified. They might take away any financial support. And, yeah. and they have legitimate reasons for saying this. That's, as a friend, you're like, I don't know what to tell you. I, yeah. Good luck. I mean, I mean, so that's really important where you go back to somebody just saying, how how can I help you? And sometimes it's just a friend saying, I just want someone to complain to. Yeah. Okay, great. 
Well, I mean, something I've seen is that most things do get better with time, and the longer something sits with you, the more time you have to think about it yourself, yep. and the more solutions you'll come up with, and it'll eventually get better in most cases. But in the cases that it doesn't, it's it's always a good thing to bring more people into it and tell a group of people what's going on and kind of what they can do to help. And maybe you, as the person that they're seeking, you can just give them as much advice as you can yeah. and maybe go outside of what they say and tell the people it's about without in a kind of indirect way. Absolutely. Yeah. Get just an outside opinion of what's going on. Yeah. Because a lot of times when, when people get in these spots, they almost become a part of, of the crisis that yeah. the person is yep. going through. And how do you how do you remind yourself, this is not my... Well, well you're very concerned about your friend or whoever mm-hmm. it might be. It's not your crisis. Mm-hmm. It just isn't. And so part of the the, the the gift of being a counselor is I always remind myself of that, well, this is miserable for you. It isn't for me, which gives me a different insight to what is taking place. I have a chance to say, this seems like you're reacting a certain way to something that seems different than what I would typically mm-hmm. react. Because when you get in the midst of it, and like, it's my friend, i got to solve their problem, you're really taking this on as your own problem, and you're going to just stress right. yourself out. It's like the idea of, you know carrying extra 50 pounds at some point you'll get tired you and, can't and plus a person won't really know how to solve the problem themselves yeah if they always go to another person and they become reliant or dependent on them finding the solution for it and we always go to the people that solve our problems yeah and so if you were a person that solves everybody's problems and people always come to me in a very bizarre sense that might be a bad sign for you mm-hmm. you know that why are why does everybody come to you my guess is you're going way beyond the protocol of a friend yeah and taking on this and solving the problems types of things and so again it's hard it's always a difficult situation when someone comes in because you truly are worried about somebody you want to help them so the things you got to remember is that for the most part you don't have much control someone a long time ago gave me this basic analogy which is you know you know being kind of a person of of, of helping someone else is like basically driving a car but there's no steering wheel there's no brake <laughs> there's no gas pedal all you can do is purposely lean right so all, you're basically you know driving a luge down yeah. down the hill you don't have much control of what's going on so be be first forewarned that sometimes there's just not simple solutions right. to all problems. Um, I think the next is is that be real respectful of friend. If you get involved in it, see what you can do. But at some point, really define what you can do. Yeah. You know, and ask the friend, what are you what are you hoping from me? And not in a mean spirited like yeah. sarcastic way, but just truly like you keep coming to me. And you know, sometimes I don't know if I'm giving you great advice. I don't know if I'm helping. Am I helping? Yeah. What is helping about this? So that you can really help kind of clarify what it is. And then also remind yourself that you are this person's friend. And if the, your entire friendship becomes revolved around this issue, yeah, then, you're not a friend anymore. You've become a junior therapist. Get a exactly. badge. You you know you can carry on that type of thing. It's it, we all have friends that have crisis. You have know, friends like their you know their mom dies. Well, well of course we're That's, our friendship yeah. changes for a while, yeah. but at some point it has to return back to what what created the friendship in the first place. If like, it doesn't, all, all things change with time. Yeah, exactly. But and you but you have to get back to where where it is a mutual mm-hmm. friendship is a fifty fifty thing for the most part. If it's not back there after a long period of time, that it really is a point where you have to kind of question. Yeah, it's because you're more changed as a person than anything else. And then you, what do you? What are you to somebody else? You're yeah, just, you're their you're exactly. their helper, not their friend. And mm-hmm. a friend is you know just the same as watching movies or goofing around, doing whatever you do. Yeah, type of thing. So there's no great solution to this, um, but it's one of those things that when you get in the spot, realize that you're not alone. Every person who's to help the friend out, especially in really difficult situations, just becomes like, oh my god, what mm-hmm. do I do? I'm so stuck. 
you know, be aware that's just a typical part of being a friend, and it's an awkward feeling, and it's just how do you deal with when you don't have much control? Right. Um, this was our podcast. So we're kind of helping friends. Again, if we can be any more help at University Counseling Services, please contact us at 660-785-4014 or email us at ucs at truman.edu. You can also find us on Facebook as Truman Counseling. Uh, lots of ways to contact us or just the old-fashioned way of walking through the door. Um, and so we're located right next to Grim Hall. We'll be looking forward in two weeks because next week, if you're if you're tuning this later, we are uh, uh, going to be hitting our, our first week of Thanksgiving, which will be Woo! nice, exactly. Um, but we'll be tuning back in sometime in early December, and we will look forward to talking with you then. Thanks.